Welcome to the Victor Marks Show here on Pray.com with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Victor, along with his wife Eileen and the entire All Things Possible Ministries team, are excited to be a part of Pray.com. For nearly 20 years, Victor and his team have traveled and served around the world. Now they're excited to expand their ministry right here with you. We'll bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Together, we'll dive into God's Word, listen in on interviews with incredible guests, and hear riveting updates from where they serve in the U.S. and around the world. While Victor and the team get ready for a great year, we've pulled some of the best recordings out of the archives for you to get to know them, and they can't wait to meet you. Oh, and don't forget to search for Victor Marks from your favorite social media platforms or visit the website at victormarks.com. So let's dive into today's show. Hey everybody, Victor Marks here with my colleague and friend, Jeff Teagues, co-hosting today. We're going to share some amazing things that have actually gone on uh, this year as we're kind of landing the plane. And if you're already in 2022, keep listening because uh, you'll be able to hear some stuff that, you know, as many people as we reach, we're not able to tell all the stories. So uh, we wanted to share and really our way of saying thank you and what you're about to hear, you actually partake of the reward, and I would say the fruit in heaven, um, because of your prayers and support. So welcome to the Good Colonel Tees. How are you, Jeff? Really good, man. An incredible end of 21. Could not be more excited for 2022. I hope I hope the team is rested and hydrated. <laughs> We're gonna be we're gonna be running hard. Yeah. Well, hey, tell us tell us uh, how are you, jujitsu man? You got any aches, broken, broken stuff on you? You full? I know you had a hip replaced a while back, uh, and yet you still roll like a crazy man. Life is uh, good. Life is yeah. good. It's you know it's become such a a way just to relate to my to my older son, and uh, you know it, it's complicated. It's deadly. But it's also kind of an extension of of when we just <laughs> rolled around on the carpet, you know, when he was uh, two, three years old, you know. Now he can uh, break your elbow and choke you out. Folks, listen, for those of you who don't know, uh, Aaron Teagues, he's on Instagram, social media. He's a, he's a professional competitor, um, and we actually help sponsor him. He is a fighting crazy man. With one of the best attitudes I've seen, and he's been on some uh, high-profile media stuff as far as shows, and he's what is he unique for? We'll just give a little fifteen-second plug here. What what is what is one technique that he's really made popular, and people have stood up, going, "What the heck just happened?" He has some really unique sweeps. So he like he likes to start fighting from the bottom. And then turn turn the tables and get on top. And and the the way that he he does it and he's known for is is absolutely brutal to the to the point where as soon as he starts setting it up on me, I'm like, hey 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 hey, uh, I'm your dad. Like, knock it off. Yeah, knock it off. Save that dad power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Save it for the ring. Exactly. Uh, I love it. And uh, you actually have you and Jules have two sons and your eldest son is actually going to start joining in training and work out with y'all. 
Well, um, I, I don't want to speak too soon, but this has been a dream of mine. Aaron and Jonah both started jujitsu when they were v- very, very young. I think eight for Aaron and six for Jonah. Wow. And they both grew up in it. And, and Jonah has taken a break from it. And he has, he pursued other sports and, and other things. And uh, tomorrow we're putting him in a gi and hey. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play some jujitsu tomorrow. So I'm, I'm praying that the bug catches him. Uh, those of you that are jujitsu players out there, you know, we're a crazy cult. Um, <laughs> those of you that, that aren't, uh, you know, we're a crazy cult, but, but, uh, but I, but I, I do not think there's any sport out there. And, and uh, as dude, as many martial arts that you've perfected, I, I don't think there is a martial art out there or a sport that just prepares you for life and the problem solving and picking yourself yeah. up and just, and just working through problems day in and day out, learning humility. So would you, would you agree with that? You only, you only have a black belt in 700 different yeah, and, uh, martial arts, but <laughs> yeah, they were all bell order. Uh, yeah. You, you know what? I, I would say jujitsu is, is a science mm. in the martial arts, uh, the way it expands and grows and, uh, yeah, there, there's not many things parents can get their kids involved in that develop character and uh, make them f- face their fears. Yeah. Uh, like martial arts can, especially jujitsu. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, do you do jujitsu? I said, well, I'm broken a lot, but uh, I can remember me and Hoist Gracie rolling around in his garage before they had an academy in Torrance, California, uh, which was fun. So, and my father, my biological dad, actually, his first black belt was in jujitsu, old school Kodokan, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Japanese type of jujitsu. So, yeah. Well, I was going to just say, I, I mean, I love the way that you, it forces you to face your fears because oh yeah, we've, we've turned this sport into a trauma tool oh my. At, at the training center. So, hey, listen to this, yeah. folks. This, it, we're going to go right there. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Yeah, and actually, I I was kind of like, uh, okay, you sure we're going to do this? We bring in uh, former trafficked women to our training center based in Colorado for a weekend of, you know, it's outreach, but it's, it's training, it's equipping, it's coaching. But one of the things we do among... They do shooting, they do blade work, uh, we do hand-to-hand jiu-jitsu, plus they actually even learn how to rescue someone who's being held captive. It's it's a beautiful process, but it's really a form of therapy because to get someone on the ground fighting a man will trigger them. It, explain what we mean by triggered and, and how we do it. Well, Vic, I think people, if people have been paying attention ATP really tries to find where we are best suited. We try to look at our core competencies and, and where can we where can we fit in to this? We've talked about Afghanistan. We look at the the migration problem, all these different places. And when you look at sex trafficking, there is a place for us on the front end to support law enforcement with you know getting pushing them leads, getting them to the point of probable cause, reasonable suspicion, that type of thing. But then once once these girls are out of trafficking. There's all sorts of different organizations out there that are better suited than ATP to restore them and and be yep. be walk with them day in and day out and and get them to a, a level of not just surviving but thriving. But then you know we've we you and I and Eileen and as we've looked at this we've identified, but as a couple years pass the resources dry up, 
And ultimately, this survivor gets blessed off as she's okay. You know what I mean? She's healthy. You're on your own. There isn't much else out there. But we know as trauma survivors, your very extremely unique story, mine from years in the military, we know those traumas still sit there with us. So what we've decided, another place for ATP to intervene, is to bring these select women that are survivors from the sex trafficking in the sex industry and really try to drill down and find those scars that need that that scar tissue broken up and massaged. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. The only way we're able to do this is to lean on our partner organizations, Surrey Jane Vegas with Stand for Justice, Samantha Summers Rivas with Ruby's Las Vegas, because they are survivors. So they're the I want people to understand this. You you can't just take anyone and throw them into this into this pool to sink or swim. These yeah. these women and men hand-picked. are are handpicked to come through this exercise with us yeah. and by design to get at those that scar tissue, those traumas that are still lying dormant in them, sometimes surfacing, push them to surface in a controlled environment and get them beyond it to a level of empowerment and freedom uh, that only God can provide. And he has really blessed our training center. I, you hear me say it to you, that little five acre plot of land that's <laughs> fairly nondescript is a it's a holy place it's a thin place that god has blessed and just changes lives it's remarkable it is i i think about you know the number of women that uh, have been pushed past their coping mechanisms because you either fight or you freeze up and we see plenty freeze up we bring them out of the room you know there's other people no one's ever alone uh so it's a, it's a group activity we pray for them we get them breathing correctly and then we give them the choice. Hey, you want to push on or you want to, you know. And I, it's amazing the extremely high percentage, I'd say 98% say, I, I'm ready. I want to go back in. Because remember, as a survivor, and those are people you don't want to mess with because what their core competency is under threat. So we see them be set free, go in, fight, show their courage. And then, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, one of our exercises is to help develop, again, from your background and things we've done overseas, develop a rescue mission uh, that is uh, simulated, but it feels real <laughs> when, when you, we have a hostage house, we've got someone locked in a cage, and uh, the all-female team has to develop they have to do reconnaissance. They have to develop a strategy and a plan, uh, get the vehicles ready, the equipment, and then execute. You want to finish telling them about it? Vic, I've led teams in and out of combat for real for for years. You know, th- But this last experience with these women is is burned in my mind. I I in recent memory, I I mean what where they got in the in the span of 48 hours with with refining their skills, their planning and then um you know who I'm talking about. We'll call her M. We'll just we'll call okay. her M for for her own privacy. So, uh, a young woman in incredibly abusive traumatic history. Yeah. was oh, yeah. just was just kind of quiet in the corner. She was she was performing, she was participating, but when when we began to lay out this hostage rescue scenario and we, we built this, this intelligence packet 
again, more, more of what people uh, think trafficking is, you know, like this, this girl's, right. you know, she's, she's being held in a cage and all of this kind of a thing. So, but to move towards this point of healing, we build this scenario up for them. And dude, I, I mean, I, even as I tell you about it, I get goosebumps. So M is in the corner. She stands up, <laughs> she, she moves to the table and she takes charge. And she, she, and everybody is just like, whoa. And whoa. she, she takes, takes charge with, with poise leadership and yep. performance. And she, she runs the entire exercise. She is the leader, team lead. Team yep. lead. And we were, a, we're able to make the exercise <laughs> s- feel so real. Again, it's the same. Yeah. It, we've, we've learned these lessons in the military. You know, you, you, you train, you, you fight like you train and, and what you're trying to work through that when the, exercise was completing when, when they rescued the girl and they were moving towards Xville is when the, is when the dump occurred, the, you know, the, the adrenaline wore off the emotions, the, the stress and, and M had a, a little breakdown. She began to throw up and her, her body physically rebelled against her, but yep. we weren't done. She had to push through that and, and get back home. So it was as a standalone story, a remarkable story. But it didn't end there. Then you and Eileen had an opportunity to pray for her and and release yeah. release some of the spiritual pressure that she'd been living with. The story doesn't end there. She she goes back home, and through this weekend, she feels so empowered, empowered. that she's going to face the things that she's been af- afraid to face. And one of yeah, those, she's, she's yeah. both free and empowered. Free and empowered. I want, to, I want people to remember that free from lies that she's believed. Yeah. That that really helped keep her in bondage. And and when we talk about women in cages or kids in cages, that does happen, but it's so small. But what people need to realize, and you can see our a video, a short video we're we're releasing, is regardless of the situation, whether it's intense, somebody in a cage, being held catwalk, all victims feel like that. Mm-hmm. All victims feel like that. So this gal was freed and empowered and then tell them what happened. This is unreal. So she, she sets up an appointment to go to the state where there were outstanding warrants for her arrest and she's going to face them regardless of the circumstances. So she, she goes there along with some, some of our friends to, to be, um, you know, supporters of hers. And she lays out her case to the judge and the district attorney basically comes back and says, we see the change in this young woman and we're going to drop the charges. And there, there is an audible gasp in, totally. in, in the court, an audible gasp. These, these charges were dropped, just wiped clean. I mean, an, an absolute image of what the Bible tells us about your, your sins are just wiped clean. So she steps out of that courtroom with another piece of empowerment and the story's not over. No. So, with that boldness, she also learns that they had extended the statute of limitations on pressing charges against her trafficker. She she was outside of that at a point in time, but just a couple days prior, they had extended that. So now she could seek justice against her trafficker. So she begins to pursue justice, and she is now in a case pressing charges against her trafficker. And Which it, is un, unreal. I mean, <laughs> courageous beyond courageous. And it does it doesn't end there. <laughs> so in in her empowerment and in her new life, uh ATP is actually supporting her 
as as a new role within this staff of Ruby's Las Vegas, where she is now out there reaching out to these women that are still on the streets, that are still trapped in this crime, that are still being sold online. She's looking for participants to come back to the training center with us. And the last time I saw her, Vic, we were we were in her hometown and she was going to get the tattoos, the brands that her trafficker had put on her mm. and getting them covered. Um, removed and covered and, 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 and getting a new lease on life. And it, it's no. just remarkable. I, I hope everyone's grasping the level of, I mean, just this isn't common. Uh, I mean, and people who've been abused understand whether it's a family member or someone who extreme traffic, you, it's all traumatic. So to, to step up and do that. And then I, I'll share this last part, which is, you know, obviously, it, it rings close to home for me being I was abused as a kid. Um, she ended up finding out that her ex-husband was abusing her daughter. And all of this just happened back to back to back. The little girl, her daughter, had the courage to tell her mom, he's been sexually abusing me. Because she saw the empowerment and the freedom in her mom, I'm convinced of it. And when that happened, immediately she went to the authorities. We helped, and in a uh, I would say a short amount of time, a warrant for arrest was put out for this pedophile because he definitely is a pedophile abusing this girl in not only sexual and physical ways but emotional ways. Mm -hmm. It was so demonic, and you know, the law enforcement team went after him. It was a standoff and he ended up um, taking his life. And I, although we would love to see people repent, you know, and, and face the charges for what they've done. We also pray, Lord, don't allow when we're going after people, don't allow anyone to get killed. <laughs> You know, you and I have prayed that and agreed with that, Lord. We, you know, some of you remember the FBI agents that were two of them were killed going after a pedophile. It's a dangerous space. It's never just normal or easy. And uh, he ended up taking his life, which of course was traumatic. But lives were saved. The little girl doesn't have to go to court. She didn't have to rehash everything. And now. We focus on her healing. So, folks, all of this, all of this, because of the training center and because of your present support. And this is only one story, and I hope that y'all remember M and her daughter and the ministry that they work and serve in, and we're so thankful. Vic, I, I appreciate your honesty you know, because I, I was reluctant to talk about the bad part of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of jumped over it. Um, but, uh, but I think it's important and you, and you, you know, this being a believer and good things happen. It, it doesn't, it, you don't start riding unicorns on clouds and eating marshmallows and chocolate pudding. Like, like the, the, the evil is still out there. So I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is maybe some comfort to some people out there good happens good 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 and then there's a setback how how imagine what she went through as she's in the midst of all of this triumph and feeling encouraged and empowered 
her, her daughter comes to her and tells her the, the man that's in her house, the man that she is, that she loves, the man that's supposed to be the protector of this children is, is sexually abusing them like that, that level of a blow, I don't think can come harder or lower. So M was able to bounce back from that and it, it's still a story of victory, but yeah, man, it doesn't it, come clean. No. And there's millions listening right now who understand that firsthand yeah. millions. So let's pray um, for them and for M and her daughter as we close this show, Lord, thank you that we have the privilege to come before your throne uh, with all confidence, knowing that you're a good father and that you love us and that you, Jesus, are the great redeemer of the evil that the wicked one uh, does on this earth. So, Lord, we do pray for that little girl, that as she continues to heal and as she moves, really, when she hits those teenage years and development, and comes to the reality of just how wicked this guy was, we pray that she would forgive him, she, that she wouldn't hold bitterness because people can hate and hold unforgiveness in the heart even when a person's gone. So we pray she'd be able to walk in freedom, and, Lord, that she would develop healthy, good relationships. And uh, when the time is right, as a young woman, she would find an incredible godly, dangerous gentleman to love her, protect her, provide for her, and um, be a great example of you, Lord. We thank you for a mother who had the courage to work through the stuff and uh, get freed from stuff that had really kept her down. And uh, God, we pray now finally for all of those listening who they themselves have struggled because of abuse. I pray, God, they would forgive they would give up their right to hurt the person or people back for hurting them. It doesn't mean trust. It doesn't mean reconciliation. But I pray they would trust you, Lord, with the consequences. And God, if it's if there's a legal aspect, I pray you give them the courage and the direction to follow up for that. But God, we just pray you'd bless. They'd feel your presence and your peace. And we love you. God, please continue to direct and guide all things possible our team, our staff, the leaders, and bless those who help support and pray for us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining in on our conversations. Uh, Jeff and I, we just visit like this, so we want to bring you all in on it. And God bless you, and we'll see you next time on the Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com. We're always encouraged to hear from you. So thanks for spending your time with us today and join us back here at pray.com.